Hey, hey, today's episode goes completely off script as we have an honest conversation about how mommy really feels about the holidays, plus a little story about rolling out of the minivan. And welcome to the Grown Up With Kids <laughs> podcast. Hey. Hey, Rachel. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I am wonderful. Good. We got our Christmas tree today. We got our Christmas tree today. Can, and it's a good one. Can I just say it is an amazing one. The majority of the year. I'm, so I'm vacuuming up pine needle after pine needle tonight. Like tons. They're everywhere. And the majority of the year, I am throwing sticks out of our house and like <laughs> getting the boys to clean up their sticks and we no sticks are allowed. Stick and then we bring house. a tree into our house. It's so counterintuitive, uh, but it's lovely. It is a great tree this year. Yeah, it was um, pretty expensive, but I, you know what I heard was, I heard this last year. What did you hear? I heard two things On that I, I'm phone. not going to say are necessarily definitely true. But so one, um, more Christmas tree demand this year as millennials continue to age into buying homes, and so they're more in a position to buy a tree. Oh, they interesting. Have the space. Yeah. And then the other piece is that the supply has been down this year and last year. Because of a bug or something, right? No. That oh. may also be true. <laughs> I was just kidding. <laughs> no, but when the recession hit in 2008, you slow down how many trees you start growing because money's tighter, and it takes oh. 10 years approximately for a tree to become a Christmas tree or Interesting. a seed to become a Christmas tree. And so there are fewer trees now than there might have been in 2015 because going was good in 2005 when they were planting yeah. those seeds. So, so anyway, now- that's why I think the tree price has been higher the last two years for us than yeah. normal. Same place, just a little bit higher. Yeah. 2029 is going to look awesome because the economy is booming right now. Booming. <laughs> okay, boomer. you know okay so here's a dumb thing when i heard the term okay boomer i literally thought they were talking yes i knew it i knew it you thought they were Uh, talking about the sooners yes i did that's really funny um so yeah we we both have like a couple of funny things it's been a long time since we've actually recorded because we were on vacation yeah and i feel like we're all pent up and we have a lot to say so (laughs) you want to go first well i'm just looking around our house just before we started and i noticed there's like a huge giant hole in the bottom of one of the stockings that's hung on the fireplace oh oh my i know (laughs) there is so christmas christmas uh, i get a little in a funk like Mm -hmm. let's just i just want to be honest about being a mom at christmas it sucks. Like, yeah. I feel like and I... you like Christmas. I do. I like Christmas, and I think it's super fun uh, for the children. And for me, like, I think it's... I, I like the idea of Christmas. That's what I should say. Of the Christmas season. Yeah, because it's warm and cozy and whatnot. But if I'm really honest with myself, which today was one of those days where, like, we're putting up the tree. It should be jolly and merry and bright. And you were and merry and bright? No. I was just sort of like, ugh. Like... Now we take out all this stuff, we put it all up in the house, and three weeks later we redecorate, and I have to clean it up again, and it's my job to vacuum the pine needles, and like, and I'm looking around and I'm like, gosh, I shouldn't have holes in the bottom of my stockings, but yeah. last year they were used as ice skates in the house on yeah. the hardwood floors, so there's a hole in the stocking, but... I mean, those those are good memories, but at the same time, I just there are these expectations that I just like crumble under. Nothing is sacred. And- right. Everything gets destroyed. That 
Yes. Not necessarily between us, like we think certain things are sacred, but to kids, nothing is sacred and they will destroy and break anything just because they like to use things and they don't know how to. And because I don't want to like, I I don't want to sew the bottom of a stocking. I think that's so dumb. But at the same time, I don't want to throw it away. To be fair, these are like $5 Target or Yeah, they're crappy. No worries. They're really crappy. They're not like handmade family heirlooms or anything. What I, I guess I'm trying to say is that there are expectations for Christmas. So I like the idea of Christmas and I like the idea of everything being like picturesque and cozy and warm. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is I think that um, sometimes I just feel sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is an aside that we didn't plan for, but I think it'll be interesting. Um, what do you feel pressure or expectations around right now? Anything? Um, I think the appearance of my house, I feel a lot of pressure around that to make sure that it looks the right way. Um, and can you define what you mean by the right way? Like a magazine. I mean, I want it like to look... a Christmas lo- magazine? Yeah, like I want it to look like happy children belong here. Mm-hmm. You know, like smiling children opening wonderful presents. Yes. But when, about 20 minutes ago, one of our children was literally throwing his shoes from his room down the hallway because <laughs> he was mad about something. Yeah. <laughs> Like the picturesque, I think that's the majority of parenthood. There's this idea about parenthood that it should be like warm and cozy and lovely, but it's just not sometimes like we're going to talk a little bit later about family dinner and we'll talk about that. Like, like the reality of it is that sometimes Christmas is just hard, you know, like it brings up a lot of emotions, whether your Christmas when, when you were a little kid was good or bad or you, whatever you've contrived in your head, but there's this idea that I have in my head that it should look a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a mom, I think I want, like, you love your kids. You want them to give, you want them to have everything. Um, and you can't, you can't do everything that the world says you're supposed to do. Right. Um, so it's just, a, it feels a, like a lot of pressure. But I'm not supposed to feel pressure because I'm the mom. Right. And I'm, I'm supposed to be merry and bright, but right. ugh, I'm not. <laughs> You are often merry and bright, but I can totally relate and understand that it's a really busy time, ton of demands at school or for our kids, and then you throw on top of this that it's supposed to be fun and joyful, and it's actually kind of dark out yeah. physically, and I get for you, your home is so important, and so the clutter and the mess actually gets to you, yeah. um, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think some of your expectations are not real ones. Like you think people want something more than they actually do, um, yeah. but that creates a lot of pressure. And I think all of us do that. I have a lot of expectations or expectations in my head, uh, especially in my family, I think, of what they want. And they're probably not really true. Yeah. And then that's another piece of it is you have people coming in and out of your house, friends, but then family, in-laws, uh, all month for us, just the way the things work out. And so it's very stressful. Right. And uh, like, I'm just, it's like a mixed bag because I want all of those things, mm-hmm. right? Like I really, I yeah, love Yeah, they're all it. good things, They're right? all really good. Like I love being in community. I love having people over. I love Christmas Eve dinner. I love, um, I love family coming into town. But it's just like internally, I'm like crushed, yeah. And I, I just get grumpy, and it makes me grumpier that I'm grumpy. Like, I'm like, God, I shouldn't be grumpy about this, you know? But pine needles are all over my blessed house. And that takes you off. 
It does. It's just like a lack of order or something. Yeah. So we're early in the holiday season, just yeah. coming off Thanksgiving. What do you want to do with those feelings? Mm. Well, I really want them to just go away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know why, like, I can't, like, what the stop is or, like, what the holdup is for me to really just, like, enjoy what's going on around me. I don't know if other moms feel this way or not. This is pretty vulnerable, I guess. But there's, like, this air of, like, I just, I want them to go away. Like, I want to feel how I think I should feel during Mm -hmm. the holidays. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. And just, I I think we've hit on this, but what is it you think you should feel? I think I should feel happy and joyful all the time. Like, Mm. I think that, like, I think I should... Like, I'm not one to put on a show. Like, if I'm grumpy, I'm grumpy, you know? Uh, I'm pretty direct. But I feel like I should be able to contain that or something during the holidays where, like, it's the holidays. Just let your disappointment slide until January, Hmm. (laughs) you know? Just pile it on. Just Just pile it. Just be sad and depressed in January. (laughs) Yeah, no wonder January (laughs) blows. But, like... I, yeah, I think I have a lot of expectations. And I think uh, I think moms in general have a lot of expectations sure, um, right. that we put on ourselves um, to be something. So if you were able to just feel how you feel day in, day out, hour in, hour out throughout mm-hmm. December, would that feel like freedom? Without you judging yourself or feeling like you're doing something wrong. Man, I don't know. I think um, <laughs> I think the dirty, ugly truth is that, like, I don't want to make cookies for the neighbors. Uh-huh. Y- you know? Like, I've, I sort of cringe even saying that out loud, but um, I would like to be more generous. I would like to be more thoughtful. Um, I would like to buy gifts with sincerity. Um, but... It takes a lot of work. And so, like, I would like, I don't know that I would feel free. I, I think I would just want to go to sleep. and All month? <laughs> yeah. Unless I get to be a kid for Christmas. Really? <laughs> yeah. What do you want to be doing this week? Um, I do actually just... I want to listen to Christmas music and holiday music and just, like, play board games with the kids. Uh-huh. Um, but I need to take advantage of Cyber Monday, and I need to, like, get things in order and get cookies made and cards ordered and photos taken. And, like, there's just the, there's a lot of stuff pending. I don't even know how to, like, get through all of that. Yeah. So I just sort of collapse under it. Does all that stuff have to happen? Well, yeah, because that's what Christmas is. (laughs) I know the right answer, you know, like the right answer is no, of course not. Like family is about, is Christmas or like being together is Christmas, but. Well, what if we didn't do a Christmas card? No, no, no. That's not, that's not allowed. Okay. Because they're my favorite part of Christmas. Okay. So that's work, but so what if we. Uh, did less work with the Christmas card or made the kids stuff them 
or work not made them like made it a family <laughs> like manual labor like yeah we're I mean we're gonna do it like they're yeah. part of the family yeah um so I think one of the subtexts here is that you end up doing a lot more of the stuff than I do yeah and that's worth exploring uh but maybe not right now <laughs> uh, I think we should talk about that but you know you talk about the Cyber Monday thing. Why do we have to get a bunch of gifts for our kids? Like we could give them. I'm not saying we don't. We chintz out. Like we could give them Target cards, and they would be ecstatic. And we could go shopping on the 26th with them. Yeah. I'm I'm not saying we wouldn't get them anything, so they have nothing to open. But why does it have to be so overbearing? I don't know. I think that that's like. I mean, I dare say that most moms feel this, like that it has to look or be something that we actually don't really want or maybe we're just not good at or don't have the capacity for it like um yeah so so yeah. what i hear you saying is that there's some image of what christmas both the day and the season is supposed to look like yeah that you have that it's not necessarily your image it might be an amalgam of your image and the world's image and your parents image or whomever's image right, right. like there's things you see in movies and magazines um, or some memory of some perfect Christmas you think you had when you were eight. Right. Um, but there's some image that is not entirely your dream. It's just what you think is supposed to happen. Yeah. Um, that you're trying to live up to uh, for your kids primarily, but also for our neighbors and me maybe and, um, mm-hmm. and our <laughs> friends. Yeah, and it's like... I think that there's this thing I'm living up to, but then I look around and I'm like, oh, there's a hole in that stocking and like the little village is like falling apart and the angel we put on top of the tree, it, I mean, you're sticking a stick up an angel's butt to get it up there. like that, Which, which is made like, of a toilet paper roll <laughs> right. holder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but there's like this cynicism that rises in me and I'm just like, well, forget it all. But I do think there has to be a balance in that. Like, I think you're bringing up an important, important point. Like, What if we made... Christmas in the image, the the season, the celebrating, not, not what the holiday itself means, um, in the image of what we wanted the season to be, be, and what you like doing. Yeah, that's risky though. Like, okay, let's talk to that. It's well, it's risky because, um, like, our kids go to school, and then all these kids are like, "Ooh, I got such and such and so and so and whatever." And we did blankety blank, whatever. Um, and my kids are like, I got a Target gift card and we went to Target on the 26th. You know, like, but is that okay? I, I mean, I guess it is. It teaches them to be like strong, confident kids. Well, that was a, <laughs> I mean, you're taking a specific random example that I gave. Right, right. Well, what I'm really but, trying to say is like the comparison is what I get worried about. Like that our yeah. kids would feel less than or something. And may I ask, do you really think they're going to feel less than, or do you think you're going to feel less than as a mother? Oh, both. Totally both. Yeah. Interesting. I'm curious if other moms feel this way. Oh, I 100%, I bet. Really? I don't know. I bet most people feel this pressure, and I just maybe um, am... It's good for us to talk about this, for me to see and feel how much pressure you feel right now. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel pressure? I feel busyness. Yeah. Uh, I really like the Christmas season and I like a lot of the 
what I'll call semi-dumb things that we do. Like we kind of have these traditions that are little things that probably our kids are going to start to grow out of, but yeah. that I think are fun. Um, I don't, um, I like having decorated. I don't like the process of decorating that much, but we do it every year and <laughs> yeah. I've got the lights on the tree and we'll do ornaments tomorrow and may get to outdoor lights tomorrow, may not. Yeah. I like having outdoor lights up. Um, so, uh, I guess I don't feel that much pressure to live up to someone's expectations outside of our home. And I also, um, tend to think that our kids fall in somewhere in the middle class. And so they're not going to go to school in January and feel some level of shame like, oh, Santa didn't come and visit me or my parents didn't buy me anything. Right. And so we're really just talking about a degree of how much energy and effort and what's really worth it, both in activities and in gifts. Because mm-hmm. I think we have a lot of fun, but if we wanted to pare down the activities that we were doing, I think our kids would still feel like, oh, we had a lot of fun. They might be like, oh, I missed doing X that we did last year, but they're not going to be heartbroken or destroyed. Yeah. And I think if we changed out the gifts or how we do gifts to lower the pressure level, again, there might be some level of disappointment. I mean, we had one year where we had one child who, for some reason, it felt like he all he got were books and clothes, <laughs> and he was too young to get books and clothes <laughs> as his only gifts, and he was really sad. And so we engaged in that, and we realized, yeah, you know, between your grandparents and us, you didn't get a ton of fun stuff, and so let's think through maybe doing a fun thing. And so we didn't have to spend a ton more money, but we figured out something that he would really enjoy. Yeah. Um, and I've never heard him talk about it since. I mean, maybe That's he thinks thing. about it. Like, I just, I don't know. I guess I'm coming down on the, there's room for us to craft this to match what we want mm-hmm. and what we're good at. So if you don't like making cookies for the neighbors, like, let's not make cookies for the neighbors. You like caroling. You think that's super entertaining, don't you? <laughs> I love caroling, yeah. Like, let's go caroling. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, because who wouldn't rather listen to me sing off key instead of getting a cookie? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think but, it's funny that last week we talked about our emotions, like getting enmeshed with our kids' emotions. I think that's exactly where I'm at with Christmas is like, I'm like afraid of their disappointment and am allowing it to affect how I'm experiencing Christmas or like doing Christmas. But the truth is we can do Christmas however we want. Yep. So (laughs) I have a proposal for you. This was not what we're going to talk about. So we're going to have to table what we're going to talk about for next week. Uh, so this was not nearly as upbeat <laughs> as I expected, <laughs> but I think this is interesting. And uh, and I, to your point, I think most families go through this and feel this, and most moms bear more than 50% of the brunt of this, if right. not 90% of it. Um, but I was going to say, I think what I would propose we do is kind of break this into a couple sections and spend some time not on mic going through it, just because it won't be that interesting <laughs> to <laughs> listeners. Well, I'm wondering but, if this is interesting to anyone. But like one, taking our calendar and looking at the next essentially month and saying, what do we really have on here? What do we have to be at? 
what do we really want to be at? Mm-hmm. And then what's the stuff that doesn't fall in that? Right. And there are still going to be specific weekends in particular where it's or weeks that might feel busy. Mm-hmm. And everything on there is stuff we want to do. So, but so it's not oh we got to take something off, but it's okay. We're gonna take Sunday afternoon, or we're gonna take Monday evening, and we're gonna have nothing going on, and we're gonna you know eat breakfast for dinner and watch a Christmas movie as a family. Or we're, like that's just an option of like hey, here's how we build in downtime right around all these busyness. Like so, let's look at our calendar instead of just taking it day by day, which is some we often take it week by week, but really we need to step back and say we need to take the whole month of December. So that's like step one in my mind. Yeah. And then step two is we need to have a good conversation about what gifts look like mm. and then talk to our kids about that because they're starting to say, oh, I would like this or I like that. <laughs> and if we know the one thing or the two things that they really want, <laughs> yeah. like let's get them those things. One of our kids tells me what he wants for Christmas like all year round, <laughs> almost <know>. every day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and on December 26th, he'll wake up and start telling us what he wants for his birthday. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but like let's – Set, we can ex- expectation set. Is that a expectation word? set? Set yes. expectations and like get, and then we can get a few bonus things on the side that'll be fun for them to open, right? Do our, you know, our um, stockings with holes in them, the whole deal. <laughs> so I feel I'm like I'm not gonna sew those. No, 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 no I don't to. sew. They're, they're gonna be uh, ice skates again, yeah, you know, all around our downstairs. So anyway, I feel like if we did those two things and then maybe there's a third conversation around like what other expectations do we have for, you know, the neighbors or what other pressures do we feel that we haven't, you and I haven't talked about. Right. They just happen. Like we do, we've historically done a big dinner on Christmas Eve. Maybe maybe (laughs) that's too much pressure and too much work. Maybe we don't do that. Maybe we just invite a small number of people. Maybe just the five of us plus uh, if we have any family in town, like we could, we can I feel like we've set up all these things we and we've it. gotten to the point where they feel like they have to happen. Right. And maybe they don't. And that's a good discussion to have. Yeah. How do you feel about those three steps? I feel good about them. I think what I wrestle around with is that I love those traditions that we've set in our family. Like we've been doing some of those for 10 or 12 years and um, with our kids. And I feel like um, like some of those are just really fun. And some of it is just saying it's okay if mommy is sad. <laughs> You know, sure. or like, or me being like, I'm 100% in charge of that meal because I'm yes. the one who really likes that meal more than you are. <laughs> do you but, remember the year? Yeah, 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 I do. You, I mean, you can tell the story. Sorry, it's I didn't mean so, to cut you off. It's so Go funny. It. So we have a minivan, which we've talked about before affectionately. Um, and um, David, you, I mean, I'm telling the story to the audience, so I'm going to yeah, yeah. I could be David. <laughs> I got it. We'll be David in this scenario. We're only on episode 16, but I get the concept. <laughs> so David sent me out for um, a little bit while he prepared the dinner for this. Like he, We love having a bunch of people over. like 12 over. people, let's say. Yeah, like 12 people over. Family. But I don't like cooking that amount of food. Like it's just a ton of work. Mm-hmm. So I love setting the table and whatever. Anyway, so David said, why don't you go out? I'll do the meat. I'll get everything ready. So I went out had a cup of coffee, was dressed for the party in a skirt, blah, blah, blah. So I come home in the minivan, and my favorite part of Christmas is the Christmas cards. cards. So I stop at the end of our driveway in the minivan. I roll down the window, and I unlock, like I take the keys out of the car. I unlock the mailbox, take out the cards, and I drop one. And I thought, no big deal. I'll just walk down and get it in a little bit. So put the keys back in the car, start it up, put it in drive. And then I thought to myself, well, gosh, I really love that Christmas card. Why would I leave it down on the ground? And so I 
open the door to the minivan and I proceed to roll out of the minivan. (laughs) (laughs) minivan, I mean, I know how the story goes and it still cracks me up every time. (laughs) The minivan goes straight and it like hits a sign and the door slams shut. So there's a huge dent in the side of our minivan. I like run after it and put my left foot under the back tire thinking that'll stop it, but it didn't. So the minivan kept going. It ended up running into hay bales in our neighbor's yard because they were doing some construction, thankfully. So it like runs up into the hay bales like... Yeah, because you pulled it to the left because if it goes straight... It was going to hit a Porsche at the end of the street. It was going to hit a Porsche at the end of the street. Oh, my gosh. For some neighbors who we never spoke to in the five years they lived there. So if you can picture this, I, like, jump in with my skirt on, my butt's hanging out of the window, and I pull the steering wheel to the left so that it hits the hay bales and not the Porsche down the street. Anyway, so it does run into the hay bales, and I stand there, and I'm, like, screaming. And I guess William came inside, our oldest son came inside, and was like, "Um, Mom is screaming in the middle of the street. Wasn't your response something like, yeah, go figure? It sounds about, <laughs> like it sounds about right. Yeah, I didn't know what you were screaming about. I thought you were just mad. Because that was part of the reason I sent you out was like, <laughs> you were getting frustrated. Yes. And I was like, go just have some alone time. We'll yes. both be better for it. Exactly. So I thought you were just still hadn't gotten over being mad. <laughs> but instead, you're, I don't I'm know. I'm screaming in the middle of the street. And so you walk out yeah. and you're like, what happened? I was like, I don't know. But we couldn't open the driver's side of the minivan because no. it had jammed shut. The, sh- the mirror was shattered. You couldn't open the door. <laughs> it it had hit our mailbox and scratched the front of our neighbors, and his mailbox was brand new. I feel terrible about uh, it still. So you climb through the passenger side and get into the driver's seat, and then I climb in on the passenger side. I, like, start opening one of the letters, and you just, like, glared at me. I was like, oh, I think it's too soon. Like, <laughs> I can open these yet. And so you like drive up into our driveway and all I remember is coming inside in silence and I sit down at the bar and you're like scrubbing dishes that you had just used and you're like, I'm going to need a minute. Yeah, I put my headphones in. <laughs> I was like, oh and man. And I listened to some angry music. I'm I was in, like, I'm just going to need a minute. <laughs> I'm in so much trouble. I well, so And bad. I felt terrible because you were so worried about me being angry that you didn't tell me the car ran over your foot <laughs> for like two days. Yeah, and that I rolled out. Like, so my whole left side was, like, super sore. My yeah. left foot has never been the same. <laughs> oh, my word. It was you really should see a doctor, a podiatrist about that. <laughs> oh, it was a good time. That's how Christmas goes. So, like, all that to say, I feel a lot of pressure. Like, it's just, I, I'm curious. <laughs> that story had nothing to do with pressure. No, but, <laughs> but I mean, like, I had to leave because I felt so much pressure. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. right. It's anyway, I did love getting those Christmas cards, though, and uh, it did make me happy. It was worth it. And there's our minivan is still dented on the left side. Oh yeah, we still have that's the same minivan. That's <laughs> yeah. a nine year old minivan. Oh, it's so ugly. All right, so I think you've opened up some really good, interesting things we did not plan to talk about. No. I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> um, I should have gone first with the funny stories, clearly, because <laughs> <laughs> I had some good ones. <laughs> Maybe we'll put them after the end of the stat of the week. Um, but let's talk about these things and offline and maybe we can come back with an update if it's worth discussing but I think the most important thing as your husband is that I want you to have a joyful Christmas Mm -hmm. I want it to be fun for all of us Uh, and you know it doesn't have to be what it's been like it doesn't have to be as busy uh, or stressful um, and I want to find some ways to, to ease that burden thanks I appreciate it you're a good man. <laughs> you gotta look at me like, yeah, bullshit. 
Thanks a I, lot. I do think that most women look at their husbands and they're like, you don't have to do anything for this holiday. You know, like, I have to buy the presents. I have to think about what to get your mother. I have to think about yeah. what to get my parents. I have to think about what to get for everybody. Like, Well, let's talk about it. You're right. Um, yeah. Let's fix that. Well, and I think that is an important point, like, regarding marriage around the holidays, is that chances are pretty good that if I ask you for help, you're going to help. And yeah. so, but for some reason, I think I have a tendency to just, like, hold it all inside and be like, he doesn't want to help. It's all up to me, and I'm going to kill everybody in my path, you yeah. know? Yeah, and that makes everybody happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a win-win-win, right? Just buy me a case of wine. I'll be happy. <laughs> oh, man. No, see, I don't want that. I want us to do it together. I want to, yeah. like, it's not necessarily 50-50. You'll probably still be 70-30, but it shouldn't be 95-5, which is probably what it feels like right now. Yeah, it does. And I need to remember to ask. I think us well, women. Clearly, I should have asked you instead of just assuming you had it all under control. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm a good faker. Yeah. <laughs> you are willing to do a lot, um, and it creates a lot of burden for you. Yes. And uh, I feel badly about that. I mean, I, sorry, that sounded like sing-songy, like I was joking. But <laughs> I feel badly. I feel badly okay, about whatever. that. I'm a robot. <laughs> no, I do feel badly about that, and I'm glad we've had this conversation. Yeah, me too. It's clearly only the beginning of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, we are going to uh, go to a stat of the week, you think? Yeah, stat of the week. All right, and we'll, uh, we'll provide an update maybe before the next week on how this goes. Sounds good. All right. Rachel, so we're coming off of a um, reasonably big family trip. Yes. It wasn't that long or that far, but we did fly, which we haven't done in a long time, and all five of us, and we took a red eye coming back. <laughs> How'd yeah. that go for you? Well, it's 24 hours post-red eye. Is that right? Are we 24 hours post-red eye? We're 36, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I just... 48 hours ago, we were getting on the plane. I just recovered, so... Right. Yeah. I mean, it's That's like... We planned on a couple of days to recover, but I didn't really think that we really would need it, but we did. <laughs> yeah, we definitely needed it. it was and our little, our middle son fell asleep in the airport and like fell over. It was awesome. <laughs> Waiting for baggage. <laughs> so this is actually about, that's my, uh, my stat of the week is about baggage. We were at the baggage oh. carousel and he fell asleep and fell over. Because it took forever. Let's it be honest. It did take a long time. It was so long after a really long day. Yeah. So we got, the reason we took a red eye is because we got a low cost carrier and uh, it was one of the carriers where you get nothing, no meal, no food, <laughs> no drinks, right. no pretzels. So we brought, our, we brought our were, own pretzels. We were reading books in the back. It was awesome. Yeah, they didn't have that much to do. <laughs> yeah. And then um, you have to pay extra for baggage. So uh, I did a little bit of research. Um, research? Research. Yes. From, uh, from the, uh, the official website that I forget the name of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Bureau of Transportation Statistics. That's bts.gov for awesome. those who are playing a, BTS. A, along at home. Yep. Perfect. How much money do you think was spent in 2018 on U.S. airlines for baggage fees? Oh, man. So baggage fee revenue for all of 2018. For all airlines. All U.S. airlines. Yep. All U.S. airlines. Yep. Somewhere in the billions, like, I don't know, $7 billion. Four point nine oh my billion gosh. dollars just in revenue on baggage. That's just revenue on baggage fees. Unbelievable. Two thousand nineteen first half. They don't have the Q three stats in yet. Uh, first half of the year is two point eight 
billion. So that would round up or gross up to 5.6 billion. Wow. Which is like 20% growth year over year. That's crazy. Yeah. You know what's funny about that is that I probably could have packed a carry on on our flight because when I go on vacation, I think that I'm going to wear all these things. And then I literally wear like two outfits over and over and over. over. You know, like, because if you're hanging out with your family, nobody cares in your family. And then you maybe see a few people here and there and nobody knows you're wearing the same outfit. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They see you once all week. So it doesn't matter. Exactly. Anyway. We would have to pay for the uh, carry on anyways. So that's why we. Oh, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That's a lot of money. Yeah, so the biggest making. so far this year is American with $667 million wow. in revenue. Uh, who else is up there? United, $513 million in the first half of the year. And then good old Delta here in Atlanta, uh, around $490 million in the first Man, half of the year. Man, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of baggage fee money. That is. That's so anyway, but it was it was worth it. This is interesting, though. They actually have a time trend on baggage fees. So in 2007, the total across all those airlines yeah. was $464 million. That's less than a single airline this oh year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And that was what year? 2017? 2007. So in 2008, when the economy started to crash in 2009, is when everyone started adding baggage fees. Oh. And so it shot up. In 2009, it was $2.7 billion. So it was like seven times growth over wow. that two-year period. And so then it's grown slowly um, to about 5.6. It would be the estimated for this year. Oh, my gosh. So anyway, it's a good business to be in, I guess. I guess Although so. the airline business is a very tough business to be in. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of challenges there, so... And we got a good deal on our tickets, so I don't begrudge them a few baggage fees to, get, to get there and back. We yeah, had a great time. Mobilize a family of five. That's no small thing. It was um, no small thing. <laughs> so it was a good trip. Glad to be home. We got 10 inches of snow over there. At least. And uh, it was like three, oh, you, three days of sledding. Check out Facebook because there are a couple of sledding photos and yeah. fun little things on our little page. Awesome. Yeah, you going over a jump. Yes. That's yeah, pretty awesome. I think I'm a little old. Like, I'm pretty sore from doing that. You know. Yeah, this is the, <laughs> I haven't sledded in seven years, maybe. It's yeah. been a long time, and there's a difference between a 34-year-old man and a 41-year-old man. <laughs> My <laughs> body got hurt real Body's quick. Body's hurting, yeah, absolutely. And the kids were like, go over this jump, and I was like, no. <laughs> Something's going to crack. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Rach. Uh, Good conversation. Yeah, a little, hey, little Not exactly what we expected, but I really appreciate your honesty. Man, I, I feel, I feel naked, yeah. but... Um, hopefully it serves people well. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Thanks for working on the farm. Thank you for working on the farm. Check ya. Yeah.